What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of For the Good and Merry Christmas. It's <laughs> November 4th, 4th? 5th. 5th, and as you see, we have the Christmas tree up, thanks to yours truly, Michelle Bartlett, for putting that up for us. Well, we both well actually, we put both it did up. It. Yeah. yeah, it was our date night this past week. Yeah, that was a fun date night. That was really fun. Yeah. I'm getting in the Christmas spirit. Yeah. It's never too early, okay? Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. My cousin-in-law, I think is what I would call her, today said Thanksgiving is a holiday, but Christmas is a season. Oh, it's wow. the whole like the whole season. Wow. You know? Like uh absolutely. I mean, obviously Christmas is a holiday, right? We're we're worshiping mm-hmm. the fact that God sent his son into mm-hmm. the world and birthed him mm-hmm. on earth, you know. But still, it's it's a season. Yeah. I yeah. said that was good. That's really good. Sweet. Well, before we get into it, honey, I just want to say I love you so much. I love you so much. And you are the most beautiful woman on this entire planet um i just want to let everyone know that she does all the editing for this podcast i don't do anything so if you're watching this episode put thank you michelle in the comments down below that would make me very very happy honey but what are we getting into today oh that was so sweet i am so lucky wow (laughs) wow did the lord bless me okay so today we are going to talk about prayer here we go (laughs) And just the importance of it, how you can better your prayer life, why God wants us to pray to him. Mm-hmm. Also, we'll dive into a little bit about like our prayer life together because mm-hmm. we each pray to God separately and then we also have prayers together. Mm-hmm. So we'll go into a little bit about yeah. that as well. Yeah. We had some videos this past week, just kind of do some numbers on social media and it was about praying with your partner. So we were like, I think this would be a good topic to cover yeah it really sparked a lot of interest it did. And people lot- became very curious and they were like wait is this what i'm missing in my relationship yeah that's what the curiosity is about they're like wait is this what's gonna make it better yeah and it's like it can sure enough can yeah it definitely and, can and will yeah all right honey let's get into it so the first thing i want to talk about and i made a video about this a while ago but i basically said prayer is not for god Mm -hmm. prayer is for us it does way more for us than it does for him Mm -hmm. because god is Mm all-knowing right so he already knows everything that we're going through everything that we're about to pray about so it's more for us to acknowledge that he's in charge Mm -hmm. and we're asking him to answer our prayers for everything that we're going through. So it's like, it kind of is just firsthand a good reminder that we're not in charge of our lives, Mm -hmm. right? We're bringing everything to him and he already knows. It officially gets it off of your responsibility. That was mm-hmm. that was the biggest thing for me that took me so long to give my life to Jesus was because I wanted to stay in control of literally everything. Mm-hmm. So prayer for me is extra special mm-hmm. because it's like, I'm truly letting all of this go. Mm-hmm. So just a little bit of a backstory. Michelle and I, after our first FaceTime call months ago, um, we didn't pray together. But it was the second night that I called you and I was like, let's pray together. Before we dive into just prayer in general, um, if you literally just wanted to come on this podcast to see um, like some advice on how to pray with your partner. A big reason why I asked Michelle if we can pray together is to see if she would even be open to it. And I knew that if she wasn't going to be open to it, then I knew it probably wouldn't have worked long term. Because if you don't believe in the power of prayer with your partner then you're completely disregarding a huge intimacy 
in your relationship. Huge. And so. I never really understood the importance of prayer when I yeah. first gave my life to Jesus. I didn't either. And it was like, oh yeah, I just forget about it. And like, yeah. I pray like at dinner if, if I'm with my family or mm-hmm. something like that. But yeah. it was like my prayer life enhanced when we like got super serious and we were praying together. Mm-hmm. And then right before I went to bed, I would pray alone. Same. Yeah. And praying like in the morning yeah. and like just making it like a routine. Yeah. Like it really just. Yeah. Yeah. Also, if you're struggling with growing your relationship with God, I know a lot of people talk about, well, how much are you reading the word? How much are you going to church? This and that. The real question you should be asking is, is how much are you praying? Because intimacy with the Lord comes with prayer because you're literally opening up yourself to him and being like, this is what I'm struggling with. I'm casting everything onto you. Please help me with this. And um, we'll go into it a little bit later. But if you're struggling with intimacy with God and also just struggling with your relationship with the Lord, you know, look at your prayer life. Is it okay? Is it not okay? Is it a once a day thing? Is it a once a week thing? A good prayer life looks different for everyone. However, if you're praying once a week, probably not enough. (laughs) Yeah. So first I want to talk about it being a daily habit. Like with anything, it comes with discipline. So like making sure that you make it a priority. Mm -hmm. I heard a pastor say once like setting a, a, like a reminder on your phone two to three times a day. And whenever it goes off, you just stop what you're doing and you pray. Because the more you like do it, you'll make it a habit. First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. It says never stop praying. Mm -hmm. It's not like, I come to Jesus and I pray at the beginning of my walk and then it just kind of fizzles out. It's Mm -hmm. like once you give your life to Jesus and you are fully devoted to him, it's a regular daily routine of getting in prayer and constantly communicating with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also about the about the discipline thing. And this goes with anything, whether this is your workouts, whether this is prayer, whether this is you going for a walk every day. You know, whether this is you reading the word, it eventually becomes a desire Mm -hmm. because you see the results from it. Your prayer life will substantially change your life if you do it consistently. What I am not saying is I am not saying that if you pray more, you're going to get more. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is the more you pray, the more at peace you're going to be, the less anxious thoughts you're going to have and the more blessings that you're going to receive. Now, again, The blessings that I'm talking about are not tangible items, not necessarily. Sometimes they may be, but the blessings I am talking about is your character, your self-control, you know, your joy, how you treat people, how you love others, stuff like that. So the more you do it, the more it turns into a desire because you're like, I'm changing so much. Why would I ever stop doing this? And I remember before I got saved, um, one thing that we did at the church was it was January. So this was two months before I got saved. Um, Our pastor was like, we're doing 21 days of fast and prayer. What he talked about was he talked about music. And he was like, I know a lot of y'all in this room right now are listening to this new Drake album, this new Lil Uzi album, and y'all just like the beat. If y'all actually heard the lyrics, y'all wouldn't be listening to this and y'all wouldn't be in church. It was a very convicting message because I was like, I don't see a problem with it. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to try it. So the whole thing about 21 days of fasting and prayer is every time you have the desire to listen to that music or maybe you get off of caffeine or whether you 
stop smoking cigarettes, whatever it may be, right? That is when you jump into prayer. So every time that I would have the desire to listen to secular music, whatever it may be, I would pray about it and then turn on worship music. But here's the thing, though. I never really enjoyed worship music. I enjoyed it in church, but I never enjoyed it listening to myself. And what happened was, after that 21 days, is the desire for the secular music went way down, and the desire for me to listen to spiritual music and worship music went way up. Now I don't listen to secular music at all. I feel sick to my stomach when I do. And, and all you listen to is worship pretty much throughout the day. Yeah. She can back me up on this one. Whenever she comes over, that's all that's playing on my speakers. That is all that's That's all like if we're hanging out the other day when we were we were doing something. Oh, we were, that was never mind. That was Christmas music. But like sometimes when well, we the hang other, out. Well, the other day. Not not that Thursday, but the Thursday before that, maybe. Yeah. Um, we were making the pizzas. Yeah, when yeah. we were hanging out, we were listening yeah, that, to worship that, music. The Halloween pizzas. Yes. Not, yeah. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. always in the background. Yeah. Our home one day, honey, will be filled with worship music. Yeah. This is off topic, but yeah. yeah. But back to my point, when I started that 21 days, I had to discipline myself to do that. But you have to look at it like this. When you discipline yourself when it comes to what God wants for you, you know you're going to bear fruit because of it, and you're going to desire to do more of it. That's what I'm getting out of. That was really good. That yeah. was a good example, yeah. too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not like a... I think a lot of times people think when you give your life to Jesus, everything's just like sunshine and rainbows, and you wake up every day, and you know first thing that you're supposed to pray, and you listen to worship music all day, and you read your Bible for like two hours, and it's yeah. like you die to yourself. Mm-hmm when you give your life to Jesus, yeah. right? The old becomes new. Yeah. So you have to like, obviously he's along the journey with you. The Holy Spirit will put those desires in your heart. Yeah. But it also comes with like yeah. discipline, right? God gave us free will. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not just a, I'm giving my life to you and now you don't want any of my participation. Yeah. You're just gonna run my life. Yeah. It's like, no, it, it's a relationship, yeah. right? It's not one-sided. Yeah. The promise is... The Lord never said your life is going to be easier. The Lord said that I will always be with you. He also said the Christian life is hard. However, it will be fruitful. Mm -hmm. That's the promise. Yeah. Don't expect it to be easy. Yeah. Because it will not be. Yeah. That's why the path is so narrow. Another verse to go off of like it being a daily habit would be Ephesians six eighteen says, pray in the spirit at all times. On every occasion, stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. What is the next point, honey? Ooh, so we actually did a Bible study on this verse. Remember, honey? If y'all aren't in the Discord, join it. The link's down below. We hold Bible studies every other Monday. And a couple weeks ago, we held a Bible study on James. It was James 1, verses 2 through 8. But I'm only going to cover verse 5 through 8. It says, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. All right, so the one thing that I want to tackle is where you're putting your faith in to begin with. Your Bible's hard, honey. The pages are so thin. You need one of those rubber, you know what I'm talking about, the thumbles. Is that what they're called? Thimble. Thimble. There was this Bobby Lee thing, and it was a, it was a midget on the show, and she, and the girl was like, 
have you tried a midget dating app? And he was like, I haven't, but there's one out there. And he was like, and it's called. And he was like, wait, wait, no, we have to try and guess. Give us a second. <laughs> and Bobby was like, I got one. Thumble. And he said, thumble. <laughs> Man, I lost it. Wow. Oh, that's funny. I don't know why that just made me think of the thumb from Spy Kids. Yeah, yeah. Thumb, thumb. <laughs> so funny. That was a good movie. All right. Ba- back on topic. Um, <laughs> Sorry. It just took me that long to find James. Yeah, and yeah. you're already... halfway through your point okay continue Um, you're doing a great job so what james is saying in this verse is he is saying where is your loyalty at are you actually putting your faith in god or are you putting your faith in other things because if you believe in the god that does miracles but you're still trusting your co-worker to do xyz instead of god then that is what james is saying he's saying you're having divided loyalty and that just brings the point up of like when something gets hit with you in life, are you going to humans or are you going to God to, you know, basically put away those anxious thoughts and you're wary about whatever it may be. But also what I wanted to add is in today's world, we are taught that wisdom is from people. And that's actually not the case. We get knowledge from people, but wisdom only comes from God's word. I just want to add that in verse six, when it says, be sure that your faith is in God alone. I think a lot of times, and this used to be me, we pray with like hope. Mm -hmm. Like I really hope that this prayer is answered. And it's like, do you have faith that he's going to answer it? Mm -hmm. Or are you just like praying to him because you want it to happen and you know that God answers prayers or is it like truly like you are my Lord and I know that if I call on you, you can answer me. Yeah. So that kind of brings up my next point. What does praying by faith actually look like? And that's a big question people get. They're like, do I just like pray and just hope it's going to happen? It's like, no, you pray and you're actually in a posture of expecting it to happen. But this is where people get messed up is they're like, okay, I prayed. I'm expecting to happen. But they expect it in a way in which they want it to happen, not in how it's supposed to happen. So Hebrews 11.1 says, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see through their faith that people in the days of old earned a good reputation. So it is the evidence of things we cannot see. That's, That's what faith is. So whether you've seen it or not, you're still believing that it's already happened, just not in a way that you can see it or not see it. So to go off of Hebrews 11.1, 1, let's jump to Mark 11.24. It says, I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. But when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. Again, notice how in this verse, Jesus is not saying, pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours in the way you want it. Jesus doesn't say that. He says it will be yours. Because I'll be the first to say it. We have, we'll dive into it a little bit later. But the the more you pray and the more you pray about gaining wisdom and the more you pray about God's will be done, God is going to change your heart posture in some seasons. You are going to start changing up the prayers in which you thought that you wanted but actually they start to change in a way of how they're supposed to happen. A big one for me, before we started dating, my prayer for us getting together, well, it before I was like, I'm good, I don't need a relationship, like I'm straight, my prayer was always like just, you know, 
send me someone like I feel like I'm ready this 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 needs to be mine I can't remember the prayer straight up but it's funny because then when I started to listen to God and what he was telling me in the season I was in with my clothing and with um, just my content and stuff like that that is what changed for us to be together because then that's when he put on my mind have a girl's side as well and that's when I started praying, may you send me a woman, whether it's just a very good friend of mine or my wife. When Here it, I am. Yeah, but it went, But what I'm saying is it wouldn't have happened until I started listening to him about what he wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yes. Yeah, okay. 1000%. So I also want to make this point because I feel like a lot of people are like, well, I've been praying for this one thing and it's just like not happening. And I'm not going to tell you that you're you're praying the wrong prayer or you're asking for the wrong thing, whatever. Not my place. I am not God. However, one of two things could be happening, right? It could be answered in a different way. Mm -hmm. Like he could have already answered you Mm -hmm. and you're just not paying attention Mm -hmm. or you're not praying according to his will. Mm -hmm. And that's what I used to do a lot. It was like, I would pray for things that the the world would tell me I needed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it wasn't ever anything that he wanted for me. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. So I would like to read. Here we go. Give me some thought. So 1 John 5, we're going to read 14 and 15. It says, and we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. Mm -hmm. So notice at the beginning, it tells you that you're asking for things that God wants, Mm -hmm. right? So if I'm sitting here saying, I want a brand new red Porsche outside my door, it's like, would that be something that God would want me to be praying for? Mm -hmm. Probably not. Probably not. One thing for me that changed in my prayer life was I was praying very broad prayers. So at the beginning of the year, um, this year, God really gave me the desire to be a mom Mm -hmm. and raise lots of kids. And if you would have known me four years ago, I would have told you that I never wanted any. So that was like something huge that like God just really put on my heart. Once that shifted and I focused more on like, okay, I'm ready to be a wife and I'm ready to be a mother and I'm not so much worried about like being selfish prior to giving my life to Jesus. I like wanted to do life my way and I wanted freedom essentially, which is why I always told people I didn't want kids. So that desire changing in my heart, it changed my prayers because then I started praying like, okay, God, like prepare me to be a wife then. Prepare me to to be a mother and desire to have kids. That changing and him like starting to prepare me then trickled into me praying for my future husband, mm-hmm. right? At first my prayer was like, okay, I just, I want a godly man. Very, very broad. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then if you watched the first episode, I talked about the prayer that I prayed before we met. And I had just reached a point where I was just tired of basically getting drugged through the mud by men that were saying they were Christian and either leading me into sin or just not treating me the way Jesus would. Mm -hmm. He put the desires in my heart of what to ask for. Mm -hmm. And I knew exactly what to pray for. Yeah. literally wrote down a prayer that was about Asher Mm -hmm. and I had no idea that this Mm -hmm. was going to happen. Yeah. I tried not to pay attention to the comments, but I did see one that said something like children are dying across the world and God answers your stupid prayer about you entering into a relationship. And it was like, little does that person know that at the beginning of the year was all me 
just soaking in God's presence and him telling me what to pray for mm-hmm. and putting those desires in my heart. Like yeah. that's why I wrote that prayer in my prayer journal is yeah. because I had a burning desire in my heart to get married and he kept telling me it was going to happen. And mm-hmm. it was like, okay, me me entering in that prayer was not me saying like, okay, this is what I want. It was me literally having a connection with God and saying, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. This is what I want too. And mm-hmm. it was until I met him in prayer and told him yeah. that I um, agree yeah. with his will for my life and that I'm finally ready to have it. Then he answered it. I'm literally getting chills right now. Yeah, But that was just like, a huge turning point in my relationship with God because it's like how many times in my in my past would he put desires in my heart and me miss it and, and not yeah, pray exactly. for it and then miss that blessing because I wasn't aligning with his will mm-hmm. right like God gave us free will to follow him mm-hmm. yeah once you decide to follow him you are now following his will exactly it's not self-willed yeah we do not live a self-willed life anymore and if we did we would be a disaster oh terrible terrible yeah that's a great segue actually honey into my next point and it's it's the motive behind behind your prayer life and you're going to be able to answer this question whenever you get done whether it's you praying once a day or once a week whenever you're done think about the last prayer you prayed was it my will be done or was it your will be done and that's the motive that you should have is never my will be done it's always your will be done So in James 4, starting at verse 2, it says, You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it. So you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. Even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. James 4, 2 is what I saw a video on right before I wrote down my prayer about you. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. That was the exact verse. Wow. You have not because you ask not. Yeah. And I was like so frustrated about not having a godly man. And I was Mm -hmm. like, wait a second. I haven't really asked for it. Yeah. Dude, the book of James in itself. If y'all haven't read that dang book, go read that dang book. It is going to change your (coughs) life. It's the first time the Lord spoke to me. In James, in James 3, verse 14, this was literally the day after I gave my life to Jesus because I asked God what's wrong with me and why I was so like anxious and stuff like that. And this is completely off topic about prayer, but just so, just because we're in the book of James, I wanted to read it. So this is James 3, starting at verse 14. It says, but if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth of boasting and lying for jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. And that's why I was so out of line before I gave my life to Jesus, because I was always jealous. I was very selfish. And exactly what James is saying is you cover that up with lying. So I was lying to myself and other people that I was fine. But no, I was extremely jealous and I was extremely selfish. And that's that's where you, that's where I got all the disorder. Anyways. To go back on the prayer point. So yeah, check yourself in prayer. When, when your prayer is done, do you believe that that actually is aligning with God's will? You know, if you're praying for a lot more money, you're just like, just give me a million dollars and I'll be good. You think that's actually God's will? You know, if you're like, I really want this car, can you just let it happen? You think that's actually God's will? Are you praying for a relationship because you're lonely? Yeah. 
or is it actually like a desire that he put in your heart? Because yeah. that was something else for me. I was praying for a relationship out of loneliness. Same. Yeah. And not out of obedience to what he was telling me. Same. And that's why it took so long for Mm -hmm. that prayer to like finally get answered. And plus I didn't know what to ask for. Yeah, I didn't either. So it wasn't until like I really dove into like a godly marriage at the beginning of this year. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because a lot of stuff was going on in my personal life with my family. And I just wanted to be more educated on it. And after I read all that stuff, I was like, oh, this is what I need to be praying for. Here we go. Yeah. So the next thing, also a big question is... To go on this point, what do you pray for? What if I don't know what to pray for? How do I pray? First, the question is, are you filled with the Holy Spirit? Yes or no? That's the first thing you need to ask yourself. If you say, I don't know, you're not filled with the Holy Spirit. I'll just be honest. You know if you're filled with the Holy Spirit. If you want to check a couple videos back, we made a podcast on if you are filled with the Holy Spirit. We made a whole video about it. If you want to go watch it, um, it'll be down in the description below. So I want to tackle Romans 8.26. So it says, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And in Michelle and I's prayer life, there have been times where we sit down and I look at her and she'll look at me and she's like, I just, I just don't have anything. We're like, we're just going to let the Holy Spirit guide this one. And those are the craziest prayers, it feels like, because, because this is what happens. You start with thanks. You start with gratitude. And then once you go in to praying for something, you get hit with stuff that you wouldn't have imagined before that you were going to get hit with. Mm -hmm. So there have been times where Michelle's praying and she's like, and this and this and this. I don't know why that just popped in my head, but apparently something's happening and we're just going to pray for this too. I'm always like, I got to pray for this person. Don't know what's going on in their life. You do though. And yeah. I literally say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, it's funny because a couple days ago, my mom has been going through some stuff. So Michelle and I were in prayer and she was not on my mind whatsoever. And towards the end of my prayer, I prayed that, you know, I just pray that my mom opens up to me and that we can have a great conversation about whatever it is she's going through. Cause I didn't really know Um, what she was going through. She doesn't really open up with me that often. And when I did that, that's when Michelle and I both started praying for my mom because the Holy Spirit put that desire in me. And then today we had like an hour and a half long conversation and my mom and I don't talk for an hour and a half usually. Mm -hmm. I love my mom with all my heart and she loves me, but we just don't talk for an hour and a half usually. It was a great conversation. I just, I wasn't used to, you know, her and I talking about stuff like that. And I don't believe that would have happened if I wouldn't have prayed, right? Yeah. So I'm very thankful I did, and she'll get through it. I know she will. Yeah, that was really good. I also think that if you feel a desire in your heart and you feel like the Lord's giving you that desire, like it makes sense because it aligns with his will, right? It's not something that's like totally off the wall, and it's not getting answered. Mm -hmm. Pray continually Yeah. because I'm going to be totally honest. That is the first time when I prayed about you, without knowing you, mm-hmm. I have never had a prayer answered that fast. It yeah. was literally two days. Yeah. Here you are. Yeah. And now we're about to get married. Yeah. And I'm not saying like, it's going to be that fast for everything. But I think for me personally, with my experience, like the Lord had been like literally putting that desire in my heart and basically telling me without telling me that like all of this stuff was going to happen. 
And I was like, I just don't understand. And like my stubborn self was over here. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know how this is all, this is all going to happen. Like I'm going to get married and I'm going to move out of state with, with whoever I'm marrying. And like all of this stuff's going to happen and we're going to have a podcast together. And I was like, okay, I don't know anybody. Yeah. Right. But I think it, it took so long for me to finally tell the Lord, okay, you're right. This is what I'm praying for mm-hmm. that. It just got answered really fast, but yeah. I would continue to pray and just be open to it being answered in, in a different way. Yeah. I want to talk about real, our prayer. Yeah. Real quick, honey. Also, um, because people are probably asking what, like, how do I know if it's God's will or not? So first I wanted to say real quick, You'll know if it's God's will. I'm going to give just a couple points. One, are you relying on yourself, will, power, or are you relying on him? Because trust me, you're going to need to rely on him. Two, does it make you uncomfortable? God's not going to call you to something that makes you comfortable. He's going to call you to something that makes you uncomfortable. Three, does it glorify him? So kind of on the point of you having to rely on him. And four, will it bear fruit? Mm. Mm. That is good. You get in that Porsche. That red Porsche. I don't know how much fruit that's going to be bearing in your life, you know? Yeah. So whatever God's putting in your heart, that desire, like think to yourself, is this going to bear fruit down the road? Yes or no. And again, the fruit that I'm referring to is the character that you're going to display and your character is going to get better throughout this process. Mm. That's what I'm talking about. That's really, really good. And one thing, um, one prayer about my content because when I was praying, when I got saved, I was like, what do you want me to do now? And the Lord put it on my heart that I need to preach at the gym. And I was like, how? Like that, there's no way. But it's like, I know it was his will because again, glorified him. I definitely couldn't do it myself. It made me very uncomfortable. And the fruit that's come with it. I mean, like I talked to so many people in the gym now, whenever I had my Bible there, I've prayed with people in public. You know, I've made great connections on the internet because of it. I've made great friends. My character's gotten better. I've learned so much about just public speaking too. So there was a lot of fruit because of it. That was really good. I also want to make a point. I just thought about this because you said that you have to rely on him. And then in my head, I was like, are there some prayers that have been answered in my life that like I haven't necessarily had to rely on him? No, all of them I have. And it brought me to the prayer about you because... I'm going to be completely honest. If I did not have the Holy Spirit and rely on God for this relationship, we would not be sitting here Mm -mm. because there have been multiple times where like the Holy Spirit has caught me either thinking something, whether it's negative or just like anything. Obviously, we we try to like outserve each other and just put each other first. And there have been times where like I've wanted to be selfish about something and been like, no, 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 wait a second. Hold on. Like the Holy Spirit's like, that's not what a relationship is, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like we would not be sitting here and we would not be getting married and we would not be in a healthy relationship. It was not for relying on him Mm -hmm. in this answered prayer. So I just want to make that point. Yeah. And man, this is completely off topic, but dude, y'all boyfriends or husbands that are watching this podcast, dude, outserve your woman, dude. It is so satisfying. Like, I am not kidding. Man, this whole, like, you're a simp and all this stuff. Like, bro, the people who call these other dudes simps, they have no idea what they're talking about. And if you're using simp in that manner, God wants you to be a simp for your wife. I'll be the first one to say it. The Lord says, honor your wife in all you do. 
And that's literally what people are talking about when it comes to Simpson now in, in today's world. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I just I, I, I just love serving you, honey. That's all. I think I think it's really healthy for, you know, whether you're um a boyfriend or fiance or husband, I think it's just really healthy to outserve each other. Thanks, honey. Yeah. I love it's it's you. it's not a it's not a point game. Right. It's not a she did this, so now I got to do this. It's like, nope, I'm doing it because I love you. You're doing this for me because you love me. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I'm doing this because I love you and you don't have to do anything in return. Two things can be true. Yeah. I just wanted to share this story because I thought it was really funny. I was on the phone with my mom the other day and we're full send wedding planning right now. So been very busy mm-hmm. but I was telling her about just like the girly stuff that obviously weddings are very girly uh, like the flowers and like the bridal shower and like all that stuff we were talking about all of that and I made a comment about how Asher was going to try to come back to Ohio with me when my bridal shower happens and she was like oh really and I was like yeah I asked him if like he would want to come and then he was like yeah my mom was like oh okay I said mom if I told Asher I wanted to own the state of Texas he would find some way to make it happen (laughs) flat sure would (laughs) Texas you're mine (laughs) I brag about you all the time honey I love you so much everything's always so positive I think it's really 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 healthy to always talk positively Mm -hmm. about your significant other we never say anything negative to each other or to other people about each other because what you speak is what you believe and if I'm just constantly reminding myself and other people about how lucky I am and how much God blessed me with this answered prayer that literally is sitting right next to me it's just a good reminder you know Mm -hmm. yeah no I agree 100% honey okay so now I want to talk about the importance of praying with your significant other here we Um, go why y'all clicked on this video? Yeah. I bet like 80% of the people why they clicked on this video. Probably. How, how to pray for your partner, what to pray with your partner about, and the results you're going to get from it. I do want to enter in <coughs> a disclaimer. Yes. Okay. Yes. The only reason I want to add this is because I've heard it from pastors and it's something that is important to talk about. Now, when we're sitting here saying pray with your partner, pray with your boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, husband, wife, whatever right? Us saying that is meaning if you are in a committed relationship and you have already talked about like futuristic things, right? We started praying early in our relationship because first of all, I was talking to an answered prayer verbatim. What I wrote down in my prayer journal is sitting right here. So I already got all of that piece and we were both pursuing each other. So it wasn't just like a, hey, let's go on a date. And, you know, I'm not saying that you can't pray with someone that you go on a date with. Like you can pray over your dinner. When you get really personal about things is when it gets really intimate. And I don't want to sit here and say like, if you're dating someone that is a Christian, you're a Christian, right? You sit down and pray together and like you are now connecting on a whole new level. Yeah. So the reason why it's a different level of intimacy, it's because the vulnerability you have with your partner is completely different from the vulnerability you have with God. Because God already knows everything. God wants you to be honest with him. So when you add a partner in the mix... Now you're opening up a whole nother door. Let's let's just let's just be honest here. When you start dating a girl 
or when we when we started dating, we didn't confess our sins to each other. No, we were praying for other people yeah. mainly when we first started praying together. Yeah. And also just like we prayed a little bit about our relationship, but for the most part it was just it was broad. It was, it was it, it like, was, it was, thy will be done. Yeah, it was very broad. So the reason why it's so intimate is because when Michelle and I pray now, there's stuff that I struggle with and there's stuff that she struggles with. And now we're praying to God together about our sins that are like secretive. Like right. we don't we don't confess our sins to the world. Right. We confess our sins to God. So when we go to God together and we start praying to him, that's when the door opens of like, oh, wow. So Michelle's struggling with this. I probably need to help her on this then mm -hmm. because this will help her stop struggling with this. I would love to help her on that. Mm -hmm. And in the same way of, you know, me opening up, Michelle's like, okay, Asher's struggling with this. So it would be good if, you know, I helped him in this department. So I'll give you an example. This is, you know, a very vulnerable podcast anyway. So before I gave my life to Jesus, I was the most insecure human being ever. Not literally, but I was extremely insecure. And even going into the relationship with Michelle and I, I was still insecure. I thought she was going to break up with me. I thought that I wasn't good enough for all this stuff. And we would talk about this in prayer a lot. And we would talk about it, you know, just outside of prayer. But in prayer, it's a lot more intimate. So one thing that Michelle's done that has helped me a lot when it comes to my insecurities is she gives me a lot of reassurance. You know, she tells me how much she loves me. She tells how much she's thankful for me. She reassures me like, hey, I'm not going anywhere, stuff like that. It's something I've never obtained before, right? Now, think about it like this. If I would have kept that secret in me and not would have told her and not would have told God, this is what I'm going through, right? She, maybe she wouldn't have given me enough reassurance. Maybe she wouldn't have given me enough, you know, thanks. Maybe she wouldn't have not given me enough love, whatever it may be. And who knows, maybe, just maybe, I would have had a downward spiral and I just would have been like, I can't do this. I'm losing my mind, right? Um, so that's kind of like how I want to open this up with like how intimacy actually works in prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was really good. That was a good example. Yeah, I just I just wanted to make sure that we, we start by saying like it is super intimate. Yeah. And that we don't recommend doing it with like a fling yeah. or, you know, like I said, if you're going on a date, you can bless your food and you can pray together. Yeah, that's a little bit different. But once you really enter into like the deep prayer where you're praying for things that you're struggling with and it could be things that like God told you about right so like I'll just be vulnerable too the biggest thing for me lately is like my glass is half empty mm -hmm. like I've been super negative lately just because there's just a lot going on mm -hmm. I prayed to God that I would I like acknowledged that I'm thankful for the things that are stressing me out right mm -hmm. I'm thankful to have those opportunities I prayed that God would allow me to find joy in them and not be stressed out about them now being in in that prayer with Asher like now he asks me like how can I help you yeah. like how how can I be there for you like what can I do for you to make your life easier mm -hmm. because he knows that I'm, I'm stressed about something so like it's a three-way communication exactly, right and yeah. like now knowing what you're praying for and the people that you're praying for and things the holy spirit will now give me things that maybe you need to hear mm -hmm. like like you said like reassurance and stuff like that so let's talk about why it is so important to pray with the person that you are 
in a committed relationship with. So this could be you guys dating and you're already talking about marriage. It's already on the table. Maybe you're in a position where you don't feel like you can get married right now. Or if you're in the engagement season or if you're in the married stage, why is it so important to pray with your significant other? Mm Mm-hmm. You asking me? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, it's it's really important because you're inviting God into y'all's situation. We we like to say that I want God at the center of our relationship, right? We like to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that mean? So it doesn't necessarily mean that we go to church on Sunday. It means a lot more than that. God in the center. Way of your, more. Yeah, than way that. more than that. Having God in the center of your relationship literally means that Jesus is still number one, but he is communicating to you how to serve your partner. It is so important to pray with your partner because you're inviting God into your situation. And again, like Michelle and I just communicated before we got onto this topic um, or this question, is the Holy Spirit's going to put the desires in you that your partner needs. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so important. And also to go on that note, Dude, it is so important to be vulnerable with your partner. Um, prayer is the most vulnerable state you can be in. It's going to put a whole nother level of understanding on who your partner actually is and how she operates in certain situations. Michelle had a lot on her plate compared to me this week. And as we were praying throughout the week, I understood how she handles certain situations in her work and stuff like that. That's when the Holy Spirit started putting stuff on my heart on how I can help her life and make it easier. So, like, I would come over and and help you with the dogs. I think I went to the grocery store for you, too. Not only did I have a lot of stuff on my plate for work, I was also sick. That's what it was. So, I didn't want to leave. Yeah, that's Um, what it was. So, Asher went to the store for me and got me some medicine. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like little stuff. However, just to be transparent, I was not doing that with any other girlfriend I've ever dated, ever. Sorry. I just wasn't. But, yeah, that's kind of my two cents on why it's so important. It's the vulnerability and the intimacy part of it. Yeah, that's really good. Another thing that I wanted to talk about is when you're in prayer with your partner, it is really, really, really hard to be mad at them. Okay, so this is... wow. Yeah. Uh... Flat sure right it is. Yeah. So if you are upset with your partner, if they did something that upset you or if you guys were just fighting about something, whatever it is, if you instantly go into prayer and you're like, just take it, Lord, and like acknowledging we've never had to do this. But like if we were like fully in a fight and I was like in prayer with you and I was like, Lord, help me forgive him for doing this one thing. You're literally giving it up Um, because I think another thing for me that that I was taught is when someone wrongs you, why are you taking it so personal? Because they're going against God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So you're sitting here like this person's so mean, they did this, they did this. And it's like back up. Ultimately they're wronging God, not you. There are many, many, many stories in the Bible. Actually, I think it was Peter right before he got killed. You Mm -hmm. might have to correct me on this, but he literally said, pray for these people. They don't know what they're doing. So like going no, into that prayer, was Jesus, honey. no, he did that, but it was someone else oh. in the new Testament. Oh. He was like, forgive these people. They, they don't know what they're doing. He probably did it because he saw Jesus do it. It's just really powerful because it's really hard to be disconnected with your partner when you go into prayer together. Yeah, dude. 
That's here we go. That was that was really good. You're not gonna be mad at your partner if you actually play with them. That's yeah. And praying for things that you're struggling with. If I was praying about feeling selfish and not wanting to like put you first, if I voice that in prayer and I'm like, Lord, help me not be selfish and help me put Asher first. First of all, now you know what I've been struggling with. Mm-hmm. And now I'm acknowledging that like I need to be serving you more Mm -hmm. and like putting you first more. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to avoid it. Yeah. Right. No, it's exactly right. And, and and with me, you know, I'm dating the literally the most gorgeous woman on the entire planet. And when we pray a lot, I'll say, please help me not have sex with this woman. Literally. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that because then it's voiced. Michelle knows it too. You know, if something happens, God forbid, she's like, Hey, relax or if she crosses something and i'm like hey relax we prayed yeah. for this right yeah. and there's, there's there's nothing wrong about that it's important for your partner to know this stuff mm-hmm. right it's important to say god help me with this because i don't want to sin against you i was trying to find this um i was trying to find that verse but also oh, if, oh i found it okay here we go found it okay so acts 7 um it was steven it was not peter sorry i'm not perfect <laughs> So the Jewish leaders were like trying to kill him um, and stoning him. And right before he died, it said, as they stoned him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit because he knew he was going to die. And he said he fell to his knees shouting, Lord, don't charge them with this sin. And with that, he died. Mm. That was just really powerful because mm. I was like praying for people that are wronging you, mm. giving it up. If if you and your partner had like a huge, huge fight and it's hindering your relationship. I am the type of person that's like, I need a second, which again, we'll experience that one day, but yeah. we haven't yet. For me, I would just like take a second and then I would come back and like mm-hmm. enter immediately enter into prayer because it's like falling to your knees instantly, no matter what you're going through. Yeah. So, yeah. The importance of prayer is intimacy with God Mm -hmm. and just reminding yourself that he's in control, praying according to his will, because if you have the Holy Spirit, he's putting those desires in your heart and he's telling you what to pray for. If there's some things that you're like, I feel like this is a desire coming from God because it's not something that I would do, Mm -hmm. just surrender it. Yeah. And say it in prayer um, so that he can answer that prayer that he's been waiting to answer for you because you haven't acknowledged it yet. Yeah. And if I can just give some encouragement to someone, it is better to turn to God first than to turn to people first. Because more than likely, if you're turning to God first, he's going to put the people in your life that you need to turn to. And when it comes to praying with your partner, I would highly, highly recommend you submitting this to your girlfriend, fiance, wife, husband, whatever. Say, hey, I really think this will help in our relationship. And whether or not you've been dating them for two weeks, whether or not you've been dating them for a year, whether or not you've been dating them for five years, you need to be vulnerable with them. It's going to come out one way or another. There's not a timeline on anything. There's not a timeline to say, hey, I'm insecure in this area or you know, this part of my area just isn't isn't really that great. You shouldn't wait X amount of weeks or X amount of months. That's very worldly. You don't need to wait any time. And I would actually argue it's better to say it earlier than later because if you say it later and then they don't even accept you later, then you just wasted your time to begin with. Mm-hmm. And I would also argue that if they don't accept you for your mess, then they're saying that they're perfect. And you don't want to be with someone that thinks they're perfect. 
I didn't choose Michelle because she's perfect. I chose Michelle because she's a mess and we're serving someone who is perfect. She knows I'm a mess too. Yeah. But yeah. That's really good. Please, please pray with your partner um, and, and let us know how it goes. Yeah. And just try to make prayer a priority with your relationship with God. Spend time in the word and spend time with him. Mm-hmm. I hope this episode helps you yeah. and encourages you. We're not perfect, yeah. but one thing we do is pray yep. every single night together. Yep. There was one time I was flying back home from visiting Asher and I did not get home until really, really, really late. It was like literally, yeah, I think it was almost two. No, it was 1 a.m. my time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was two my time. Yep. He left his phone on and I called him as soon as I got home and we prayed and mm-hmm. then he fell asleep. So we always make it a priority no matter what's going on in our life. Um, We love you guys so much. If you all want to join the community down below, um, the Discord is there for you guys. We will see you guys next week. Merry Christmas.